Welcome to the Virtual CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping service-based businesses achieve success. Are you a business owner interested in learning how to scale your business? Has your business reached over $1 million in annual revenue? Then this podcast is for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a word that's been coming up a lot over the last year, both at speaking events and with current clients and prospective clients. We've heard the word recession a lot more than we have over any previous years. So today, we're going to dig in a little bit into how you can get your business ready for a recession and type of things you can do to prepare for that recession in case it does come. So I am joined by Jody Grundin, who is not a economist, but he's going to play one today on today's podcast. So... <laughs> Joe, do you want to give us a little introduction to what a recession means and if we should be worried about it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so basically a recession, again, it's that uh, that buzzword out there. It's the buzzword that everybody is afraid of. And in some cases, you really should be afraid of it. But in most cases, you shouldn't be. So what, what a recession is, first of all, it's normal. It's part of the economic cycle. And it's when we start going through a, a contraction in the economy. So right now, like we're in the uh, the longest bear market that we've ever been in since they've been tracking it. And that's leaving the largest recession that we've ever been in too. So we're going from the largest recession to the largest bear market. So really nobody knows when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but it's just simply when things start going south. You know, when I say south, I mean unemployment starts creeping up, profit margins start getting weak in the companies and corporate profits, inflation starts hitting, you know, all the different buzzwords that you might hear is when when the recession actually happens. Typically, a recession doesn't last very long. It's about 11 months on average. So it's nothing that is going to be an extended period of time. I think the last recession lasts about 18 months, to give you an idea, and that was the longest ever. So when we talk about recession, you know, it's one of those things that we've got to really plan for a 11 to 12-month period of time, typically, and how are we going to deal with that 11 or 12-month period of time. You definitely know when a recession hits, for sure. You know, everybody, you know, you start laying people off, people get laid off, people you know, are looking for jobs. Credit's really hard to get, you know, get at that point. So there's a lot of uh, indicators when it hits you. But the key, though, is, is just be well-prepared going into recession, because that's going to really determine how your company really, you know, makes it through that, uh, that short, I say short and short in, the, in a period of the length of a company's life, a uh, short period of time. Yeah, and I think it's a great point. I think, the, um, you know, talking to people about recession, a lot of people think of the most recent one, which, like you said, is the longest in history. So if you have a, an 18-month recession, that's why a lot of think people are really worried about it is because, you know, they're expecting the next recession to last just as long. And to your point, normally they don't last that long. And so it's kind of like the last thing is what really sticks in your mind. And I think a lot of people are thinking of that most recent recession and saying, oh, that happens again. How am I, I going to get through it? And I think to your point that that's not necessarily going to be what this next recession looks like. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, you know, when you're kind of preparing for for the recession, you know, a lot of times you're going to hear, and it depends on which news uh, station you're on or which newspaper you're reading or magazine you're reading, there are always going to be a variety of forecasting, I guess, or, or predictions. If you look at Bloomberg today versus Bloomberg yesterday versus a month ago, you'll see that their chances have increased or decreased significantly. So, and the same thing goes with every Forbes magazine, you name it, they're all going to be relatively there, but they're still guessing. They really don't know. There's now one indicator that's going to tell you, you know, hey, here's when the recession is going to happen for sure. If there were, then it'd be very easy to predict. Recession is not easy to predict. So it's one of those things that you don't know when it's going to happen. You do know it will happen, you know, for sure. A recession, because it's a normal part of the economic cycle, it's going to happen. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So it's really important to really take some steps in advance of a recession. 
to get yourself prepared so that when it does hit, it's not going to hurt your business. You know, it might, you may take a step, a little step back, but it's not going to be a, a huge step back. Yeah. And I think the number one predictor people use, and I think this is why you're hearing this word so much is how long has it been since the last recession? So the, the further away we get from that recession, the more people are going to talk about it. Cause to your point, Jody, like it's going to happen. We're not going to go hundred years without a recession. That's just not how economics works. That's not how money works. And if we did, honestly, that wouldn't be a good thing either. Cause then <laughs> what would happen with our mm-hmm. currency? And there's a lot of other things that would happen if we were recession free for long periods of time to Jody point, it is a market adjustment and it, it does it is necessary. So with that said, you know, I think what would happen during a recession, especially with digital agencies, and I think it depends who you work with and it depends on who your clients are, but what you'd probably see, and I think the biggest thing that agencies would feel is a lot of the clients you would work with would be holding a little bit closer rein to their cash. And so some of those companies right now that are spending a lot of money with you as a digital agency would start spending less. And I think that obviously would hurt your revenue and that would, you know, trickle down to you. And so any other things that a company would experience during the recession that they might lower their revenue other than just other companies spending less money because they're concerned? Oh, for sure. I mean, they may spend less money, but you also may have default on some of those receivables that you've already worked for. You know, you're expecting that uh, payment to come in on the 20th of this month. Uh, It may not come in for two months later just because the cash flow is tight or it may not come in at all. So there's a lot of different scenarios you kind of have to play out when you're looking at a potential, you know, recession type thing. But the biggest thing is just the access to cash. And the other thing is, is that, you know, access to cash, you know, if you go to the bank to, cause you want to expand or go to the bank for a line of credit during a recession, it's really difficult to get at that point. Because again, banks aren't willing to lend out because of the uh, uncertainty of the market, uncertainty of the economy type of thing. So I'd say banks are the big thing. I would say your clients, you know, you may not have as many clients. You may have more infrequency in uh, them renewing contracts and you may have a delay in payment. So there's a lot of different things that's going to really or could affect your cash flow because that's going to be the, the biggest thing for sure. Uh, cash flow within your company itself. Yeah, definitely. And so we're going to we're gonna kind of go through some tips here, but I think the key part of that is, is as well is that the tips we're giving are the same thing that your clients are thinking. So it's going to obviously affect you as well. And so I think that's why these tips are so important to know ahead of time. And again, whenever this recession hits, the more planning you have and the further ahead of it, the better you're going to be. One thing I want to throw out there real quick is this is a preview for a presentation that Jody is doing at an event in February, February 6th and 7th down in um, New Orleans for the Bureau of the Digital at the Owner Summit. So if you're a um, follower of the Bureau of the Digital or if you plan on going to the Owner Summit, Jody will be expanding upon this a little bit down at that event. So um, this is just a a preview for you, but you'll get a lot more details at that presentation if you're going to be there. So hope to see you there. For sure. So Jody, let's dive into a little bit. So what should I do if um, I do think the recession is coming and what are some steps I can take? What's the what's the first thing I should start thinking about? Yeah, so so basically there's a lot of choices that are going to be made and those choices are going to be made now and they're going to be made during and then of course they're going to be made after. So it, it's how you handle those decisions that you're going to be make is really going to determine how how your company actually weathers this type of storm. The first thing is, you know, of course, don't panic. You know, you, you don't want to panic in a recession. Panicking causes bad decision making. And so panicking is not even in the realm of discussion here. So don't panic. Know that this is a normal thing. So if you're rehearsed, if you understand what's going to go on, if you understand it can happen, then when it does happen, there, you shouldn't be in a panic mode. So kind of mentally brace yourself for that. And then I would say the the next thing is, you know, you want to start planning now. I would be pretty certain, again, I'm not an economist, but I'm pretty confident that the recession is not going to happen in 2020. We're in such a great economic growth, you know, the unemployment at an all-time low. 
revenues up, especially in the digital marketing, creative agencies. There's not many agencies that I'm seeing that are having, they're declining in their, in their growth. Most of them are going up, increasing growth. So I see this as being a very solid year for creative agencies, especially heavy emphasis in marketing for all these you know, large enterprise companies. It should be a pretty solid year. So this is the perfect year to start now. And so don't hesitate, don't wait. So the choice should be, hey, when am I going to make that choice to start thinking about or planning for this recession? If you do it when the recession's happening, that's the wrong decision. Do it when the recession's not happening, where you have an ability to actually build cash. So starting now is, is really, really, really important. And when I say starting now, that it, it means you really need to get a good grip on your finances. You know, cash is the uh, the biggest tool that you've got. You know, leveraging cash, and so you've got many different situations with cash. We always tell everybody, you know, you want to at least have 10% of your annualized revenue in cash at all times. Meaning that if you're a $6 million firm, you want to have at least $600,000 sitting in the bank in cash outside of, you know, what you've got set aside for taxes. And so uh, what that means is that if you're thinking that a recession is going to happen and it's going to happen in the near future, maybe instead of you know, six or 10%, maybe we start building cash up to 15%. You know, if you think through it, 10% of your annualized revenue equates to about two months worth of expenses. And so 30% is going to be about six months, somewhere in between there. You know, if you're looking at uh, 20%, you're going to probably look at three months worth. So you can kind of get an idea how much you're planning for. Keep in mind, we're only planning for an 11 month setback. And so you're looking for, hey, how can I protect myself? So if you, the biggest thing is having cash. And so I would say cash is the number one thing there. So the more that you have in the bank that's sitting aside for you to make decisions, you know, that's going to be, that's going to really help in that panic stage. Because it's really easy to panic when you have no money in the bank and your biggest client leaves. I understand completely. Wouldn't hold that grudge against you at all. But if your biggest client leaves and you've got, you know, six months of cash in the bank, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, it's a big deal but it's not as big a deal. You're not going to go out of business tomorrow based on that. So I'd say cash is probably the biggest thing, the biggest first step to take there. And, and you know, just to interrupt you real quick there too, Jody. I sure. think the big thing with this is that it helps you buy time, essentially what it does. So if that does big client does go away and you don't have cash in the bank, you have to start replacing that client right away or replacing people. Where if you're at 20% of cash reserves, you could wait a month or two to find that second big client to come in and replace that revenue and not really have to let people go. And so I think that's really what it does is it buys you that time to react to these bad things that might happen. And you can really be ahead of them instead of trailing on them and having to make rash decisions. Yeah, for sure. And a perfect example is that I kind of like to relate a lot of things back to, you know, what we've actually seen happen. And, you know, kind of going back to where brought a company back along, you know, actually creative agency a long time ago, because a recession can happen really anytime, you know, and, and you don't know. But with this company, they weren't going through a recession, but they were going through recession like instincts or, or symptoms, I guess. And uh, with that, you know, they had a lot of debt, you know, they had no cash reserve at all, obviously, if they've got a lot of, on the line of credit. And uh, with that, they, they really had no vision going forward. And so, you know, when you're looking into that, that scenario, you're looking into a company that, you know, wow, you know, one small mistake is a huge mistake in their part. And, and it could be an internal mistake. It could be an internal issue happening that could really put a company out of business, or it could be an external thing like a recession, you know, hits that type of a company, you know, they're going to be in really bad shape. So the idea is that everybody's been in the position before where they're online a credit or they've 
they've really made some bad choices. Maybe their bad choices are instead of building cash, you know, or taking the money out of the company and, and buying a building or doing something outside of the company that, you know, maybe is that cash is not going to be available. You can always pull the money out of your company if, if you're willing to put it back in. So if you put take it out and put it in some investments, they're liquid investments where you can get it back in. Cool with that for sure. But when they take it out, you know, and they're at the day spa, it seems like every day or every week or whatever. And, you know, just kind of, you know, not really being a, a big steward of their own company. It's really a bad decision. So that's, a, again, that choices this company is making. And, and this is a true situation. You know, the, this company is completely a day by day, potentially out of business, you know, and you don't want to be that company. And so the biggest thing that we're going to tell the company is, hey, build cash, show them how to build cash. Maybe it's a profit margin is not the best. You know, again, profit margin is a, a key to building cash. So if, if looking at it, because it's real easy for me to say build cash, look at it and say, yeah, I've been trying to build cash for the last 10 years. I can't do it. Well, there's something wrong there in your business model. So you got to kind of look inward and see, hey, is my profit margin, you know, 15, 20, 25% like everybody else's profit margin is doing well? Or is it 5% here? Maybe it's negative, you know, the next year. Maybe it doesn't even get close to 10%. If you're that company, well, then it's really difficult for you to build cash, you know, it, plain and simple. So that company is going to have to really dig deep in and they're going to have to figure out, you know, how to how to fix the ship, right? How to get it going in the right direction there. Whereas if you're the company, like we've got several companies that have got a lot of cash in the bank, their profit margin is 20%, 25%. When they're going into a recession, they're not worrying as much. You know, it, they're worrying that it's there. But the funny thing about it is, is they're going to get the clients that my first client that I'm telling you about is going to give up because they're going to go out of business. And so they're going to get all these other clients because they are, are taking the clients that, you know, the people that couldn't weather that storm could do. And they're going to get them at a premium because they're going to come in with, you know, needing at last second fixes that, that their clients can be willing to pay more money for and so forth to get done. So, so be that second client that you're looking at, the second one with that's well prepared, you know, that has the cash in the bank and, and that decided, you know what, economy is great. I'm going to go get a line of credit. And, and if I don't have one, I'm going to increase that line of credit as much as I can. Not that I'm going to use it, but you know, it's there. So if you think about it, if you have a line of credit equaling your cash reserve, meaning 10 to 15% or 20% of your sales, if you have that exact same amount available on your line of credit, well, geez, Al, you just simply you know took two to maybe six months worth of safety and made it four to a year's worth of safety. And guess what? You know, the recession typically lasts only 11 months, like I mentioned before. And so you've just basically created a safety net for your entire team as well being within that, you know, that period of time just by building cash and, and doing it. And like I said, now is the perfect time when the economy is going as, as well as it is, you know, fix the net income issues. If your net income is low, fix it. There's, there's a problem there. Don't just get by. We see that way too often. You know, there's no pain, no change, you know, right? Well, create pain because the pain's coming up. It's going to come for sure. Whether it's a year from now, year and a half, two years, it's going to come. And it's important for you to be ready when it does come. Because again, those are the choices you're making. Do I start now, make that choice? Or do I wait until later when it, when it may be too late for you? 
And I think the the steps you could take right now. So this this podcast ends. You you turn it off. You're excitedly waiting for our next podcast to come out. But in the meantime, what you can do is you can go and first, like Jody said, the first step you could do is you can call your banker today and say, "Hey, let's let's increase my line of credit." That that's a really easy step you could do. But that second step, and we have a whole podcast on forecasting, but it's that forecast is right now. I have twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. What do I need to do to turn that twenty five thousand dollars into four hundred thousand dollars six months from now? What is my profit? I need to look like? How quick do I need to collect my AR? And that all goes through the forecast. And so I think, you know, to Jody's point, that's the actions you're taking is you're thinking through it and you are playing with that forecast to get to those numbers. And again, if you miss one month and you have to go back and say, oh, we didn't hit the revenue we thought this month, then you play that forecast out again, because the only way to achieve the cash balance you want is to plan for it, to write it down and then take actions to do that. And so I think that's the action steps there is again, one, call your banker and two, um, make sure you put that forecast in place that shows you getting to that cash point at the point you want to. So I think that's the two action steps. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And when you do create that forecast, make sure it's dynamic. Make sure it's something that you can do scenario planning with. Don't make it so static that it's just there and it's like a budget again. You know, back when we talked about a budget a few episodes back, don't don't make a budget. Make it make it dynamic and then make sure that you can actually see what your cash balance is going to go up and down based on that. So you know that, hey, based on my month by month forecast, you know, I I know I'm going to hit that cash reserve, like Jamie's saying in in June or in July or whenever, based on what I've got in the pipeline, based on what I've got on my team, what I'm built for. And that's really important. But then, you know, go and look at it and say, okay, now that I've got this thing put in place, you know, where are my inefficiencies? You know, where can I fix issues at because a lot of times it's so obvious when you when you plan it out there you're like why didn't i think of this or why didn't i do this before you know i could have really saved a lot of monies had i had i done this and and one thing is just simply tightening your ar timeline and what i mean by that is you know you might look at it and the industry itself is around 41 40 days uh ars is typical we see in the industry right now where means once you invoice the client it takes about 40 41 days for them to actually pay and so that's the typical ar uh, that we're seeing and so maybe your ar is you know 50 you know it's amazing what nine days will do to your your cash you know cash you know cash position (laughs) without even creating a sale or if it's you know 35 maybe you're the person that i don't want i don't want to be like the norm i want this to be closer to 30 you know figure out how can i make it even even tighter you know maybe it's negotiation up top you know making sure that your terms are all set or maybe it's just simply doing everything that you could possibly do like we mentioned in the cash flow podcast to get that tighter get that closer to where it needs to be so that you're not the bank because again the more that you're the bank for the client the harder it is for you to actually be profitable and actually to, to utilize that cash that you need and so i would say tightening ar is probably I think the first place I would go, would you, would you not agree on that, Jamie? Oh, I would definitely agree. I would look at my AR collections um, and make sure that I'm getting that cash as quickly as possible. Because to Jody's point earlier, like if you do go through a recession, you know, if you've already established those procedures, you've already established those processes, they're already in place in times when people are going to want to pay you a little bit slower. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to pay agency XYZ slow because I know that they're going to be reaching out to me and asking for this and they're going to stop work and I, I can't afford to do that. So that's the number one efficiency I'd look at. But in addition to that, I think the other area to look is um, in your processes, in your operations. Look at those inefficiencies. I know, 
if you're experiencing 10 to 15% write downs, then you have to look at your processes and say, why are we doing that? Why do we have to, because 10 to 15% write downs might equal a whole person. It might mean that you have one person working that you don't need. And if you're in the middle of a recession, you know, if you already have those efficiencies cleaned up, then you're a little leaner than you might be. And I know here at Summit, that's been our emphasis for the last six, seven, eight months is every inefficiency we have, we've been working on cleaning up just because we want to get those cleaned up and ready in case there is a recession. And, you know, a great example for us is we're automating our financial statements. We have, we have a full person a month, every month working on financial statements. If we can get those automated and have those be where the point is just a click of a button, that means we're a lot leaner than we were in the past. And so we're ready in case the recession does come that, oh, we've already cleaned up a lot of efficiencies that were there. It's really hard to clean those during a recession. When there's so much pressure on people, people are already stressed out about their jobs and the work they're doing. It's a really hard time to start cleaning up those inefficient processes. Oh, for sure. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, outside of processes, which, which Jamie hit that right on the nose, that's the really one of the number one things you want to do outside of cash is once you've got the cash figured out, processes are more than likely why your, your net income is not where you want it to be. It's one of those things that, you know, you're leaking something out that shouldn't be leaking. You've got one or two many people that you really don't need. You think you need them because you're busier than heck and everybody is really busy, but maybe, maybe you should have somebody you know, a tool doing something that maybe somebody else is doing, or maybe three people are doing in your firm, or maybe the processes are so stale where there's a lot of redundancy there you don't need, you know, so just kind of sitting back and really diving in into your processes, I think is like Jamie's saying, can be, you know, can, oh man, it could increase your net income significantly, not even doing, not even creating an additional client, you know, not having additional sale, you can actually bring that up and, and bring that. And guess what? Your net income, is going to go to pay debt off. It's going to go to build cash. And that's kind of the, the key there. Pay your debt down, pay your debt off. When you're going into recession, no debt, build cash, get that cash reserve huge. And I would say outside of the processes and getting the work done, I would say another thing would be is to really look at your sales cycle and see how you can actually fine tune that. And Jamie, you're, you're big onto this. Can you give us some examples of what I mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about sales cycle in our pipeline podcast, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the faster you can close deals, the, the better you're going to be. So I think the, the couple of things there is, is, um, you know, they talk about response time. That's one of the number one things is, you know, when someone's reaching out to you for a potential sale, that's the time where you really need to impress the organization runs smoothly. So if you um, take, if they give you that initial email, it takes you a week to respond. And then it takes you another two weeks to set up the meeting. And then it takes you, you know, by the time you actually know what you're doing, it takes you a month to build a presentation of what you're going to do by that time, you've already shown them that you're an inefficient organization and you've showed that, um, you know, you're not that interested in their work because it's six weeks later and you're still working on getting something in front of them and what the work can be. So I think having a process there where you know how quickly you're going to respond, you know, who's going to respond, you know, what they're going to respond with, and you have a very efficient process to get those meetings set up and keep the ball rolling. And so I think that's one of the number one things I see for, for close time is what is your process around incoming calls? Because that's really where you can be key. And then in addition to that is, is who you work with. You know, if you're always trying to find new clients and new big fish, that's always going to have a very slow sales time. If I'm reaching out blindly to IBM being like, Hey, do you have any projects we can do? First off, you're not going to have a very high win percentage. And IBM, is just meeting you, you know, so I think that makes it pretty difficult. So the other thing is, is reach out to your current clients, you know, figure out what their process is. And if there's, is there things that they're missing? Is there a project out there that you're completely capable of doing that they're planning on doing next and get in front of them? They already have experience working with you. They know that you do a good job. And those processes usually close about half as quickly as going out and finding blind leads. So those are really two tips I can give around the um, pipeline. Mm -hmm, for sure. I'd say once you've kind of identified things, you kind of built that forecast, you know, that's really 
a dynamic forecast, again, where you can see your cash going up and down based on maybe different levers you're pushing there. I would play out snare after scenario. You know, what I would say is, hey, you know, one of the big scenarios is, you know, what if we uh, lose our biggest client? And so kind of getting your leadership team together and and play that out. You know, what would we do if we lost our biggest client that maybe is a third of our business or hopefully not that high, but maybe it's 25%, 10%. Our biggest client leaves us today. You know, what are we going to do? You know, is there going to be an immediate, uh, we've got to let people go, you know, knee jerk reaction. Cause obviously if we lose our biggest client, we're going to have all these people out there, nothing to do. Are we going to gradually look at things, kind of test the waters out, dip into our cash reserve and how much of that cash reserve are we willing to eat up? You know, like Jamie was saying, it's that safety net there. So we had six months of cash reserve. Are we willing to get it down to where we only have maybe four months before we pull the trigger or three months or what, what's the, you know, where are we going to, what are we going to do? Plan that out right now. So we know that, Hey, when that does happen, we were there, we made that decision ahead of time. Losing a big client is more than likely going to happen you know, during a recession, you know, you're going to lose somebody you're not really expect. So I'd say that's probably one of your biggest things. Um, decreasing sales would be the other thing, you know, Hey, the biggest thing I see here and lifetime thing, you know, we, we had, I'd say seven, $8 million client, you know, they lost one of their big, big clients or actually didn't lose it. It just kind of rolled off. And, you know, all of a sudden they've got these four real gigantuan clients that uh, want to come aboard. And so they're keeping their people on. They've got this small window. Uh, they got six months of cash actually sitting in the bank there. They're eating away at it. And and reason after reason, these gigantuan clients, one of them falls away. One of them decides, hey, we're, we're going to put it on pause. The other two are still there. Now what's our decision making going to be? And then when they're supposed to start in November, let's say it's November, we're, let's say we're October, we're sort of a month away from starting and um, they get the pause button again. Oh, we're not going to be ready for December. And so they're like, okay, so we got a little bit more. December comes around. Oh, we're not going to be ready for January. And you've heard that scenario before, I'm sure. <laughs> and, it, and it continues to happen. So at what point do you say, you know, hey, am I going to, I will not have enough people to actually run that new job if we ever get it. Or, you know, do I use my cash? And so it's important to kind of think through that scenario before it even happens, because it's going to happen at some point. And, and you've already had it happen to you, I'm sure, at some point, too. So it's kind of bring that back into mind, say, hey, if this happens, here's how far we're going to extend out before we have to start making those tough decisions. We talked about increasing sales cycle. One thing we didn't talk about is this is a, this is really stinks. You're heavy into a project. Maybe it's a, a big project, you know, a quarter of your business, whatever, and they pause it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Do we keep billing them? You know, what does our contract say on the, if a project gets paused? Do we, what do we do with those people? You know, do we roll them off to another project? Is that going to work? You know, what do we do? And so that's a huge scenario, you know, that we have got to figure out. One other, and, and then, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. One more scenario I, I think about too is, is um, what about your average bill rate? So if you're used to getting $175 an hour and you built your forecast and $175 an hour is bringing you a 25% net income, awesome. What happens if I just change that one number for 11 months down to 125? I'm still getting work. I'm still able to find clients. I'm just having to give them a cheaper price. What does that do to my net income? Am I still going to get by? Is it still worth having the same type of team? Do I need to be a little thinner? Or is it enough to give me 10% profit, which isn't ideal, but at least I'll still be bringing in money. And so I think that's the other scenario that I think you really should play out is just change that one number and see what happens. And, yeah. and what's, what are you going to do with that? 
And I would add to that, keep in mind that a recession typically only lasts 11 months. So if your client is a client that's not going to be here for more than a year, that discount's not a big deal. But if you're going to give that client that's going to be with you for year after year after year, then it's going to be hard giving that discount, right? Because when you get out of this scenario, when you get out of this recession thing, you know, you're going to be like, okay, now what do I do? Do I increase their prices? Can I, you know, they're not going to want the price increase. They're not going to say, well, just because our recession now, let's bump prices back up. That will not be in their game plan for sure. There's no recession coupon, right? For the (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, So be real, real careful. I love the recession coupon idea. You know, it's like, be real careful because, you know, you don't want to give, you don't want to lower your price necessarily on long-term clients because that could be a long-term effect to your bottom line, not just a short-term effect, which are, which is what hopefully recession has. But for those clients that you know are going to be short-term, maybe you do offer them a little bit of, of a discount to get your team utilized more. Again, you're looking at that effective rate anyways, right? So you want them highly utilized, which you can afford a lower rate. If they're low utilized, then you have to go to the higher rate. So it's one of those things you got to kind of play with a little bit. But heck yeah, if you've got a, a little place to fill and you can give that away or not give it away, but if you can do it at a lower cost for a short period of time, yeah, I, I all for it, 100%. Uh, great, great strategy. Yeah, I think the key to what you mentioned there, Jody, is you're really doing two different types of scenarios. One, you're building scenarios to make sure you have enough cash in the bank. And then two, you're building scenarios. Okay, now that we have enough cash in the bank, what am I going to do if A happens? What am I going to do if B happens? And I think that planning part of it just adds a ton of comfort. And I've been in conversations where, you know, you've, you've had a, B, and C planned out in the future and then C happens. It's a much easier conversation because you've already talked about it. The leadership team's all on board and you know the next steps to take and it's just easier to take those steps and you've planned for it. So I think that's great. Real quick, we're getting close on time here, but I wanted to throw an email address out there. So um, we love suggestions from our listeners. We want to get the topics that you guys want to hear. So always feel free to email us at vcfo at summitcpa.net. Again, if you have any questions that you want us to talk about, or if you want to be a guest, you know, we're looking to get some guests outside of the um, Summit Network here. So if you want to be a guest on our show, feel free to email us. Again, the address is vcfo at summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, net. So feel free to reach out to that. So Jody, we're running close on time here. Any final thoughts on the recession that we want our listeners to, um, to be aware of? Yeah, I've said it many times, keep in mind a recession's short term. It's going to happen. It's part of the economic cycle. It's nothing to be afraid of, but it's something that you should plan for. So again, a, a well-run company you know, should not be impacted or should be impacted very slightly by a recession. You know, build enough cash, build enough line of credit, pay that debt off, get yourself into that thing. And it all comes down to that attitude, right? You got to have that right attitude to do all this. You've got to say, hey, it's time for me to, you know, maybe, you know, take less distributions if you can, or less salary or less whatever, cut back on some expenses so that you can build up that cash really important. Got to have a strong passion for it. You got to be completely focused before and then during. Your team's going to be looking up to you as a leader during a recession. And it's important for them to have a clear vision on, to know what your vision is, first of all, and know that you're focused on making sure this is going. Because a recession can really kill culture. You know, decisions you make inside your company during this time really tell you the type of leader that you are. And uh, the culture is really, really important. So if you have a strong culture going into a recession, there is no reason you shouldn't have a strong culture leaving a recession because it all comes down to you and the choices that you make. So I would say not be afraid of it. Go out and expect it's going to happen. Plan for it to happen. 
And then when it's here, just uh, we'll see what kind of leader you actually are. Awesome. No, I, I definitely appreciate the time today, Jody. And I will be down in um, New Orleans with you in February and hopefully some of our listeners as well. And if they uh, if they mention this podcast, I'm sure Jody will get them a, a buy them a hurricane. So hopefully that uh, that offer will stand. <laughs> so if you're sure to mention that, uh, mention this podcast to them. So appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Jody. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Enjoy this episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving virtual CPA success. We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.